welcome to Over in Smith, an H.P. Lovecraft podcast where we read the complete works of H.P. Lovecraft and usually make an audiobook of them, unless they're too racist or boring, or both. Uh, today we are on the uh, fourth part of the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, and with me today is a uh, is one of those little zooks, one of those mischievous little zooks, Jesse. Uh, hi, hi. What's it I've... like in Zooktown? Uh, it's very scary because I'm around these. What, 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 remind me what they're called? The grugs? Ghouls? No, no. Oh, grugs! Yeah. yeah. I'm around the grugs now, and that's scary. The scary grugs. No. Yes. Yeah. So we got some new fun monsters. Uh. So uh, to recap last time, uh, Randall Carter managed to see the face of the gods in the mountain. He recognized it immediately, was like, yo, I know where the children of the gods are, I'm gonna go there. Then got picked up by a, uh, what were they called again? <laughs> Nightgast. That tickled him? Yes, they explicitly was, tickled. It was not a thing. explicitly, like, physically tickled him, not like, tickle your fancy, like, literally tickled him. Dropped him in a pile of bones. He almost got eaten by something called a grug. Uh, or no. There, there's, there was a lot of monsters uh, introduced last time. Uh, maybe not a grug, but almost behole. It was it, a behole. Yeah, behole. Almost, almost got eaten by a behole. He ended up uh, figuring out how to get out because it turns out that he knew uh, Pikmin from Pikmin's model and knew how to talk to ghouls. Uh, a ghoul helped him out, got him out of the pit of bones, and then a bunch of ghouls took him to the ghoul that used to be Pikmin. Apparently that's where Pikmin went. Uh, he's a ghoul now. He's living his best life. He's just naked and uh, chillaxing in a graveyard, I guess. Uh, I hope he's still painting somehow. <laughs> somehow. So, uh, because he knew Pikmin, the ghouls decided to help him out uh, and helped him uh, through a, a spooky city that the Grugs were in. And uh, they managed to escape. Now they're back in the forest where the Zoogs were. That giant slab with the ring on it turned out to be like a big trap door that led down into the spooky city. So now they're back in the forest. It's pretty exciting. The ghouls are chillaxing. They're having a great time. We love the ghouls. We got. We love the ghouls. Yeah, I, you know, we love them. I, 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 you know, all these little guys. I, I love them. There's so many little guys. <laughs> It's just a little guy. Yeah. We're just some little guys. Just help it out. Yeah. Yeah. So now Carter's gonna head to left, I think. Sounds right. It started with an L. Something to that effect. But uh yeah, so he's gonna go to wherever that these children of the gods are, because he recognized them right away. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Shall we get started, Jesse? Are you excited for this journey? Oh, uh, yeah, I would I would like to know what's uh, what's going on with it. Cuz yeah, cuz there's so far we've had so much story packed into this story. <laughs> so so much we're, we're we're I think we're 30 pages in. No, 40 pages in. Which well, which is a little weird though cuz like I I will I'll say this like sure we know he could pack a lot of story in but like his later stories like he knows how to draw something out like in an interesting yeah. way. Like color out of space was kind of drawn out but in an interesting way like you we know we are the, exactly 30 pages in 
Yeah, and there's around 70? Yes. Yeah. So Yes. So we're like halfway through. Like for example, like uh like picture in the house, like that could be a three sentence story. I found a house, I saw a book, and there was a cannibal inside. It it sure was spooky. Yeah, but you know. But I feel like I feel like with the Dreamland stuff, it's supposed to have this like kind of dreamy aspect to it. Yeah. And one of the things about dreams is you kinda you know, they do kind of just, they tend to be packed with a lot of stuff. Unless you're having a falling dream, and then it's just you falling. Yeah, it's just you alone falling. Sometimes. Forever. Sometimes what happens is you, you, you hit the ground, and it's just black for a little bit, and you don't dream for a little bit. After. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Not fun. <laughs> but I have falling dreams, I almost always die. Ugh. Yeah. That's awful. Actually, most of the time when I have dreams, they're nightmares, so. So. Yeah, that's 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 the me. All right, let's go. So, like, literally, they just popped out of this trap door. They're in the enchanted woods. We just stopped there. Wait, didn't he go through the enchanted woods already? N- yeah. So at the very beginning, he went through the ch- enchanted woods. That's where he met the Zooks, and and they were like, "Hey, there's this spooky slab of stone with a ring on it. Don't go near it. It seems cursed." And guess what? <laughs> it was. <laughs> And that's, they just pushed that slab up, turns out it was a trap door. Weird was that enchanted wood through which he had fared so long ago. It was verily a haven and a delight after the gulfs he had now left behind. There was no living denizen about, for Zug shunned the mysterious door in fear, and Carter at once consulted with his ghouls about their future course. Zooks were like me at the basement door because my mom taught me that there was a witch that would trip me and make me fall down the oh, wait, stairs. What the fuck? <laughs> if I went down to the dark. Yeah, no, my mom was a fucking bitch. I, I hate her I, so I know much. your mom was on. Every time you talk about her, you, there's some new terrible thing. I also am like, like subconsciously permanently scared of cars because I think the tires are going to bite me. What the fuck? Yeah, no, my mom really fucked uh, me up in multiple like, ways. Like, I won't say that my parents didn't tell, like, tall tales so I wouldn't do stuff, but, like, damn. Like, like to this day, I have a hard time not running down the stairs that have the open fronts, because I'm just afraid someone's gonna reach out and trip me. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's, oh my god. I also, I also hold my breath, because I thought that was a way to make them not know that oh, I was well, there. there. Yeah. Also, uh, also, I had a real close to OCD when I was a child. Like, real, real close, close. yeah. Probably, yeah, some rituals yeah. where your house was gonna burn down. Oh, ooh, I had a thing where if I breathed other people's oh, air, I would yes, die. Yes, you talked about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, I thought someone would hurt me if I had my back turned to them, so I was always up against a okay. wall. It, no, really, just, ooh. uh, ooh. <laughs> Today, yeah. uh, to, on uh, today's episode of Jesse's Terrible Childhood. <laughs> hey, guess what trauma informed this behavior? <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> oh. To return through the tower they no longer dared, and the waking world did not appeal to them when they learned that they must pass the priest Nosht and Kamantha in the Cavern of Flame. So at length they decided to return through Sarcomand and its Gate of the Abyss, though of how to get there they knew nothing. Carter recalled it lies- oh. <laughs> gate, of, gate of the Abyss is what they call your mom. 
<laughs> oh, I need, I need like a, I need like an air horn noise. I don't have an air horn noise out here. Uh, I mean, I could do this. Ladies and gentlemen, we got it. I almost like that better because it's so over the top. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> There's so much that, that is in that that is unnecessary. <laughs> For like a simple your mom joke. <laughs> I could also do this. <laughs> also good. Uh, okay. Actually, you know what? It'd be even better if I did this. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> your mom being the gate of the abyss is an important lesson, young man. <laughs> it's better you know now than later in adulthood if you're betrayed. <laughs> she kept uh. the secret from you for so long. <laughs> Carter recalled that it lies in the valley below Lang, and recalled likewise that he had seen in Dilathleen a sinister old merchant reputed to trade in Lang. Therefore, he advised the ghouls to seek out Dilathleen, crossing the fields to near and the sky, and follow the river to its mouth. This they at once resolved to do, and lost no time lopping off, since the thickening of the dusk promised a full night ahead for travel. And Carter shook the paws of those repulsive beasts, thanking them for their help and sending his gratitude to the beast which was once Pikmin, but could not help sighing with pleasure when they left. For a ghoul is a ghoul, and at best an unpleasant companion for man. Rude. I think he's being hard. Again, I... On them. <laughs> Honestly, the... He's trying not to have a soft... They're just little guys. They're, They're just, just little guys! <laughs> look, They're little guys. Look at these little guys. Again, I love the visual of Carter shaking the little puppy paws, the little dog paws. Oh. <laughs> also, like, man, Pikmin's living the life. He's like some weird fleshy dog now. He gets to do whatever he wants. He fucking, like, just takes nap on a- naps on, like, that gravestone now. He's living a great life. Yeah, hopefully he can still paint. I really hope he can still paint. Uh, I assume he still kind of has hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, those little guys definitely have hands. I mean, look at them. They're little Curry, guys. Why are you so rude? They're just little guys. They're just some little guys. But yeah, rude, Carter. Be nice to your friends. You could have gotten you could have gotten eaten by a bee hole. I know. That was also uh, an I mean, option, Carter. You could have gotten eaten, but then a, instead, a nice ghoul gave you a ladder. Yeah. Just you know, I'm just gonna. I'm I'm tired of like. Randolph being so goddamn rude. All <laughs> Randall friends. Carter is cancelled. <laughs> After that, Carter sought a forest pool and cleansed himself of the mud of the nether earth, thereupon reassuming the clothes he had so carefully carried. That's right, he had to get naked so he could pretend to be a ghoul. Also, he gets he got to be dick out with a bunch of with a bunch uh, yeah, of Yeah, he got guys, to pretend you know? to be like a weird dog for a while. That sounds fun. Yeah, some some people pay for that honor. <laughs> They really do. Some people pay a lot of money for that card and you got it for free. <laughs> so, okay, my my new my one of my new favorite things is uh 
is whatever someone is posting like one of those like cutesy little photos and be like with their feet there be like yeah this says you <laughs> you say free feet <laughs> Also, they're all disgusting. I hate all. No, I'm joking. I, I just really don't understand. I don't fashion. get it. It's it does nothing for me. No, I think I only met one person who I thought had like decent feet, and that was because like I also was deeply in love with them, and that was probably. Oh, there why. you go. There you go. They're really like uh, some rose-colored glasses on. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the red flags were just completely. They're they're just flags. Oh, at yeah. that Point. Yep. Done that before. Yeah. <sighs> I wonder what trauma that that induced. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I. You know what? For a long time, my 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 really awful relationship didn't think I had any trauma from it. Got triggered by a client like two weeks ago, and got very upset. Ooh, that's nice. I love that. Like it's it's like a emotional backstab. I, it was really bad. <laughs> uh, it's like whatever it's like whatever someone from your past just like no they just dig in a little bit further they don't they even don't, know yeah. about it someone was like oh shit oh I guess I do have some trauma <laughs> god damn it what <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was okay damn it I mean <laughs> son of a bitch it's like when you eat an apple and the sticker's still there and you're like fuck where I know there was a sticker on here, and I know I didn't take it off, so I must have eaten it. It was now night in that redoubtable wood of monstrous trees, but because of the phosphorescence, one might travel as well as by day. Wherefore, Carter set out upon the well-known route towards Celepharis and Uthnargai beyond the Tarnarian hills, and as he went, he thought of the zebra he had left tethered to an ash tree, a Nagarek, and faraway Oriab. So many eons ago, he wondered if any lava gatherer had fed and released it, and he wondered too if he would ever return to Baharna to pay for the zebra that was slain by night in those ancient ruins by Yas shores, and if the old tavern keeper would remember him. Such were the thoughts that came to him and the air of the regained upper dreamland. At least he's like, he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I forgot the tip. Well, okay, how? Long, because he's sleeping. He's he said like I'm not going to be waking anytime soon. I'm not forget about all this. So they said that very explicitly. Is he just like, just, is he like almost in a coma, or does like the dreamland like times go real by real? I think quick? times go by like I I think one sleep is like an immeasurable amount of time in the dreamland. Okay, so if he's talking about aeons or eons and stuff, then that that. That zebra's dead, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> unless well, unless my wish that I have, which is all animals live as long as someone thinks about oh, them. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's my uh, okay, wish. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that'd be my first wish. It'd be like all pets live as long as someone wants to love oh. them, which means all of the cats will live forever. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> I should also probably uh specify that they don't age into being yeah. decrepit yeah, monsters. That's, that's good. That should be my other one. All yeah, they don't they, they don't turn yeah. lame. As as in as in like the 
As in, like, they can't walk and not lame, as in, like, you know, that one dog that's racist. <laughs> yeah. There's a Greek myth about yeah. that, actually. Oh. There's a, I, it's actually about how cicadas were made. It was, uh, I, I can't remember, like, the whole story, but this guy was granted immortality, but not eternal youth. So he it, is alive forever, but, like, he continues to age. And he can, yeah. but like his immortality cannot be rescinded. So it's like the gods can't take it away. Uh, so one of them like transforms him into something that'll constantly be reborn, like new and young. And it's cicadas. Yeah. Aww, yeah. Cause cute. like the gods were like, oh shit. Yeah. We can't take away his immortality. Like we can't ungive that gift. So they, yeah, they came up with a loophole. I feel like immortality should also come with you don't get decrepit. Right, you like it should come with eternal youth. Well, I don't even, I don't even say eternal youth. I just mean you don't get to the point where like you age out of being able yeah, to Yeah, like being able to function. Yeah, like, I mean, someone could be like 60 for the rest of their lives, as long as they could still walk around and think. Yeah, exactly. Not. All right. But presently, his progress is halted by a sound from a very large hollow tree. He had avoided the great circle of stone since he did not care to speak with Zoogs just now. But it appeared from the singular fluttering in that huge tree that important councils were in session elsewhere. Upon drawing nearer, he made out the accents of a tense and heated discussion, and before long became conscious of matters which he viewed with the greatest concern. For war on the cats was under debate in that sovereign assembly of Zoogs. It all came from the loss of the party which had sneaked after Carter to Ulthar, and which the cats had justly punished for unsuitable intentions. The matter had long rankled, and now, or within at least a month, the marshaled Zoogs were about to strike the whole feline tribe in a series of surprise attacks, taking individual cats or groups of cats unawares and giving not even the myriad cats of Uthar a proper chance to drill and mobilize. This was the plan of the Zoogs, and Carter saw that he must foil it before leaving in his mighty quest. Okay, I'll, I just want to point out, those cats can fucking disappear. Yeah, they can move between dimensions. If, like, don't, you can't. Also, it was your fault. You know what their, you knew what their whole place was. You don't go to Uthar. You don't threaten one of the yeah, cats. Yeah, because that was the whole thing was like the Zooks were looking at the cats like a little too uh, uh, like they were food. Yeah, and uh, there's one rule you have at Uthar. Don't kill a cat. Don't fuck with the <laughs> <Don't>. cats. <laughs> <sighs> you know, poor, I mean, not poor Zooks. I'm going to say you're shitty Zooks. Yeah. This Just is real like shitty. take your losses, really. It was their fault. Yeah, don't be America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or Britain. Fuck. I was watching The Crown and they were talking about the Falkland uh, War and it was like the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. Didn't they have a whole fucking movie like Dunkirk or something like that about Falkland No, Dunkirk War? is about World War II. Oh, Dunkirk okay. is about Dunkirk. <laughs> uh, no, Falkland War, like, it was so fucking stupid. Also, uh, Margaret Thatcher, uh, may she burn in hell. Uh, uh, made it even worse. Oh, I mean, what else was she supposed to do besides, you know, 
be one of the shittiest Like, people. if I recall correctly, she specifically said, no, we have to do a show, show of force so everybody knows what good imperialists we are. <sighs> and then, uh, wasted a shit ton of money sending troops to the Falklands. When it was, like, a group of, like, nope. ten people there that were like, hey, uh, yeah, we're not gonna recognize British rule over this place because, uh, this bullshit and colonialism is bad. Well, you can't say colonialism is bad. <laughs> Jesse, colonialism is bad. Well, no, that's how you get- that's how you get the CIA or the- <laughs> did you go what after you? What are they gonna you? do? I make $16 an hour! Gonna, I'm an ingrown okay, toenail, Jesse, I can't do a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take they're, they're gonna, gonna take uh, my, they're gonna send a bunch of ingrown toenail <laughs> no they're gonna send a bunch of like female agents and you're just gonna fuck a bunch of them <laughs> I go, <laughs> like they did with fidel castro say, just like fidel castro <laughs> make them all fall in love with me <laughs> or be my friend <laughs> you're like yeah this dude you know pretty cool <laughs> be really nice to them <laughs> I would like to thank the CIA for sending me all these new friends. <laughs> I, I was able to to make a whole other Dungeons and Dragons group because of this. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that's all That'd I want. So I just funny. want another Dungeons and Dragons group. The CIA group. sends a whole bunch of spies after you and you make a new Dungeons and Dragons group with them. Okay, here's the Guys, okay. you can't all play I Rogue, have... okay? You can't all play Rogue. I mean, you could technically you could. play it. I would like to play an all rogue game. I guess actually, you know what? The current the current state of Dungeons and Dragons has enough variety within the rogue class that it would be acceptable. Well, I well my my thing is I'm halfway thinking about like trying to be in a polycule just so I could DM a goddamn <laughs> game. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah. All right. Um. Very quietly, therefore, did Randolph Carter steal to the edge of the wood and send cry of the cat over the starlit fields. And a great gremlin in a nearby cottage took up the burden and relayed it across leagues of rolling meadow to warriors large and small, black, gray, tiger, white, yellow, and mixed. And it echoed through near and beyond the sky, even into Ulthar. And Ulthar's numerous cats called in chorus and fell into a line of march. It was fortunate that the moon was not up, so that all cats were on earth. Swiftly and silently leaping, they sprang from every hearth and housetop, and poured in a great furry sea across the plains to the edge of the wood. Hey, hey, uh -huh. hey Faith, did you just skip over the, the line, luckily the moon wasn't full, so all the- Yeah, the moon was not up, so Fucking that all the cats were on earth. Hey, 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 HP, don't skip over That's that, please. That's important cat lore. I want to know more. Okay, first off, we know they have a cat dimension. That's cool. Why don't you tell me more about it, HP? Also, what about the full moon effects where they're <laughs> at? What the hell, HP? HP? Give I me more. I want more cat lore. I want it. Maybe we'll get some- Important cat well, lore Maybe drops. we'll get some more in, like, the next ten pages. Well, maybe, I don't know. I just feel like you need to say every, that now. I don't care about the zoos right now. Give me cat lore. Cat lore gives me like another year on my life. Oh, I don't know if I need to hear more cat lore Ugh, though. Fuck yeah, then. I need more cat lore. Give it to me. I, uh -huh. I'm sure I'll eat enough hot dogs for the next couple months that it'll counteract it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to eat a lot more hot dogs and like and 
full chocolate cakes in one sitting. Uh, oh no, no, it's eat chocolate cake. Oh, I heard enough cat lore that I I have to get rid of this fifty extra years. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I don't want to live for that long. Uh, Carter was there to greet them, and the sight of shapely, wholesome cats was indeed good for his eyes. After the things had seen and walked with the abyss, he was glad to see his venerable friend and one-time rescuer at the head of Ulthar's detachment. A collar of rank around his sleek neck and whiskers bristled and martial angle. Better still, as a sub-lieutenant in that army was a brisk young fellow who proved to be none other than the very little kitten at the inn whom Carter had given a saucer of rich cream on that long vanished morning in Ulthar. He was a strapping and promising cat now, and purred as he shook hand with his friend. His grandfather said he was doing well in the army, and that he might well expect the cap- captaincy after one more campaign. Carter now outlined the peril of the cat tribe, and was rewarded by deep-throated purrs of gratitude from all sides. Consulting with the generals, he prepared a plan of instant action, which involved marching at once upon the Zug Council and other known strongholds of Zugs, forestalling their surprise attacks and forcing them to terms before the mobilization of their army of invasion. Thereupon, without a moment's loss, that great ocean of cats flooded the enchanted wood and surged around the council tree in the great stone circle. Flutterings rose to panic pitch as the enemy saw the newcomers and there was very little resistance among the furtive and curious brown zoogs. They saw that they were beaten in advance, and turned from thoughts of vengeance to thoughts of present self-preservation. Half the cats now seated themselves in a circular formation with the captured zoogs in the center, leaving open a lane down which were marched the additional captives rounded up by the other cats in other parts of the wood. Terms were discussed at length, Carter acting as interpreter, and it was decided that the Zoogs might remain a free tribe on condition of rendering to the cats large annual tribute of grouse, quail, and pheasants from the less fabulous parts of their forest. Twelve young- Wait, wait. <coughs> they just did what they do to humans. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some food and I won't <laughs> Give me some food and I won't- Fuck your shit up. I'll let you sleep if you give me food. At least Mo is also like, at certain times, okay, I'm done, I love you, mother. Oh, this is just like the cat that yeah. here. <laughs> Fuck you, feed me, and I won't destroy you. Twelve young Zoogs of noble families were taken as hostages to be kept in the Temple of the Cats at Ulthar. And the victors made it plain that any disappearances of cats on the borders of the Zug domain would be followed by consequences, highly disastrous to Zugs. These matters disposed of, the assembled cats broke ranks and permitted the Zugs to slink off one by one to their respective homes, which they hastened to do with many a sullen backward glance. Wait, did they did they take some pets? But they're just like, oh, take your little kittens, and we're gonna raise them We're gonna take up. some babies. These ones are the cutest there are now. Yeah, I like I like that one. It's cute. It has a, like a little dot on it. So it's <laughs> awesome. It's got a nice little face. 
I'm just imagining a cat awesome. grooming a zoog. Oh, and cats are like, okay, the cool thing about cats is not only do they, like, bond with, like, just about any other animal very uh-huh. easily, they also will take on almost any animal as, like, a child. Yeah. Like, there's, I saw a TikTok of, like, this mom cat picked up this baby rabbit and refused to let anyone yep. touch it. Uh, and and now it's just part of their family. It's because uh, they they communally like in uh, feral colonies they communally raise their kittens. So they're basically programmed like ah yes this is a child this child is mine as well good child I will feed the child. Uh, I saw one where a cat just like adopted some abandoned puppies. Uh, chickens are the same way. That's why you see chickens will like keep uh like kittens and ducks and puppies warm because they're like this is a baby this is my baby now there's no other this baby was alone it's my baby man it's like this is my baby i'm gonna eat it in front of jesse so he hates me i fucking hate chicken so much like for real you don't fuck with my favorite animals The reason I hate dinosaurs now is because chickens are so closely related. They are. To them. Chickens are basically what Tyrannosaurus Rexes turn into. Yeah, and they're assholes. <laughs> I had a chicken that I loved dearly growing up, so I have a soft spot for them. Well, yeah, I had a soft spot for one, and the other one's fucking pecked oh, to death. Oh, that's right! Okay, I got it. Like, yeah, I had a chicken named Red yeah. who I would carry around everywhere. This was... This was during... This was during my extremely chaotic preteen years. <laughs> when my undiagnosed ADHD was at like full swing. That was when I only cared about Pepsi Blue. Well, now that Pepsi Blue is I'm back out, so have you? Fuck uh... it. It's so good, Jesse. <laughs> I'm so mad. I thought it would be I thought it was gonna not be as good as I remembered, and then like I wouldn't I'd be like, okay, that was fun and novel. But now it's over. But now it's like really good. Now, Are you gonna go to frog camp? I want to go to frog camp. Well, now now you could get frog. You could you could afford frog overalls and a frog I bucket could, hat. I could just put. I could just buy those things, put them on, and just go catch frogs somewhere. Like there is nothing stopping me. I'm an adult now. While while drinking Pepsi oh, fuck, Blue. Yeah, that sounds so good. I did like. I think the weekend after you told me that Pepsi Blue was back, I got Pepsi Blue, I got some KFC popcorn chicken, and I had them together. (laughs) Gave me a a really good dose of serotonin that I really needed. You regressed. You're now in middle school again. I am now 13 years old again. I have completely untreated ADHD. (laughs) My hair is too fucking long. (laughs) And I never brush it. I cuff well, I cuff my jeans anyways, actually. What am I talking about? That never stopped. I mean, that just comes yeah, with being bisexual. You're one of those queers. You're one of those uh, queers. No. Listen, I they don't make oh her praise anymore, so I gotta cuff my jeans. The old cat general now offered Carter an escort through the forest to whatever border he wished to reach, deeming it likely that the Zoogs would harbor dire resentment against him for frustration of their warlike enterprise. This offer he welcomed with gratitude, not only for the safety it afforded, but because he liked the graceful companionship of cats. So, in the midst of a pleasant and playful regiment, 
Relaxed after the successful performance of its duty, Randolph Carter walked with dignity through that enchanted and phosphorescent wood of Titan trees, take, talking of his quest with the old general and his grandson, whilst others of the band indulged in fantastic gambles or chased fallen leaves that the wind drove among the fungi of the primeval floor. And the old cat said he had heard much of unknown Kadoth in the cold waste, but did not know where it was. As for the marvelous Sunset City, he had not even heard of that, but would gladly relay Carter anything he might later learn. He gave the seeker some passwords of great value among the cats of Dreamland, and commended him especially to the old chief of the cats in Celiphorus, whither he was bound. That old cat, already slightly known to Carter, was a dignified Maltese, and would prove highly influential in any transaction. It was dawn when they came to the proper edge of the wood, and Carter bade his friends a reluctant farewell. The young sub-lieutenant he had met as a small kitten would have followed him had not the old general forbidden it, but that austere patriarch insisted that the path of duty lay within the tribe and the army. So Carter set out over the golden fields that stretched mysterious beside a willow fringe river, and the cats went back into the wood. I love whenever the cats show up in this story. It's a good time. Yeah, I like it. I like it when cats just show up in <laughs> just general. In real life and stories. Does it matter? Okay, greatest. Well, did the traveler know those garden lands that lie betwixt the wood and the, and the Serenarian Sea? And blithely did he follow the singing river or canos over marked oh and blithely did he follow the singing river Orkanos that marked his course. The sun rose higher over gentle slopes of grove and lawn and heightened the colors of the thousand flowers that starred each knoll and dingle and di- dingle is a word? What? It says each knoll and dingle. 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 I thought that was a nonsense it sounds word. Like a nonsense word. Let me look it up real quick. Will I get comfy? <coughs> what does it mean? HP, what does it mean? <laughs> First thing that comes up is dingleberry. Dingle. A deep wooded valley or dell. Oh. oh. All right. The sun rose higher over gentle slopes of grove and lawn and heightened the colors of the thousand flowers that starred each knoll and dingle. A blessed haze lies upon all this region, wherein it held a little more of the sunlight than other places hold, and a little more of the sun's humming music of birds and bees, so that men walk through as through fairy place, and feel greater joy and wonder than they ever afterward remember. By noon, Carter reached the jasper terraces of Kiran, which sloped down to the river's edge and bear that temple of loveliness wherein King Elekvad comes from his far realm on the twilight sea once a year in a golden palanquin to pray to the gods of Orkanos, who sang to him in youth when he dwelt in a cottage by his banks. All of Jasper is that temple, and covering an acre of ground with its walls and courts and seven pinnacled towers, and its inner shrine where the river enters through hidden channels and the gods sing softly in the night. Many times the moon hears strange music as it shines on those courts and terraces and pinnacles, 
But whether that music be song of the god or the chant of the cryptical priests, none but the king of Ilekvad may say, for only he has entered the temple or seen the priests. Now in the drowsiness of day, that carven and delicate fane was silent, and Carter heard only the murmur of the great stream and the hum of the birds and bees as he walked onward under an enchanted sun. Wait, did he hear a bunch of people talking? <laughs> the hum of the birds, the bees, maybe that's what that is. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, it just cute porn noises right here. It's just some wet slapping. Wet, fle- fleshy slapping. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it must be the birds and the it's bees. Like, yep, the, Time to move on. The birds and the bees. <laughs> Time to move on. <laughs> All that afternoon, the pilgrim wandered on through perfume meadows and in the lee of gentle riverward hills bearing peaceful thatched cottages and the shrines of amiable gods carven from jasper or cristobaril. Sometimes he walked close to the bank of Orkanos, whistled to the sprightly and iridescent fish of that crystal stream, and at other times he paused amidst the whispering rushes and gazed at the great dark wood on the farther side, whose streams came down clear to the water's edge. In former dreams, he had seen quaint lumbering booboths come shyly out of that wood to drink, and now he could not glimpse any. Once in a while, he paused to watch carnivorous fish catch a fishing bird, which it lured to the water by shooing its tempting scales in the sun, and grasped by the beak with its enormous mouth as the winged hunters sought to dart down upon it. I like this part. It's just nice. It's the lovely stroll. Yeah. Toward the evening, he mounted a low grassy rise and saw before him flaming in the sunset the thousand gilded spires of Thran. Lofty beyond the belief are the alabaster walls of that incredible city. Sloping inward, toward the top and wrought in one solid piece, by what means no man knows, for they are more ancient than memory. Yet lofty as they are in their hundred gates and two hundred turrets, the clustered towers within, all white beneath their golden spires, are loftier still, so that men on the plain around see them soaring into the sky, sometimes shining clear, sometimes caught at the top in tangles of cloud and mist, and sometimes clouded lower down with their utmost pinnacles blazing free above the vapors. And where Thrawn's gates open on the river are great wharves of marble, with ornate galleons of fragrant cedar and calamander riding gently at anchor, and strange bearded sailors sitting on casks and bales with the hieroglyphs of far places. Landward, beyond the walls lie the farm country, where the small white cottages dream between little hills, and narrow roads with many stone bridges wind gracefully among streams and gardens. This sounds rad. Is is Thrawn the the place where um the bad place? No. The one that they skipped no. over. No, I don't believe so. What was that one called? <sighs> the one where like it was all the all the words lost knowledge oh, or something like um... that? That's right. <clears throat> it is mentioned at some point in here. Because I thought that had a lot of spires and stuff going on. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Because he does mention it again in this, because he mentions the guy from um, the White Ship. Um, but that's, uh, that is on the way 
away from dilethylene. Because um, oh. uh, Carter passed it when he was kidnapped and brought to the moon. Okay, and they were okay. like, look, there's all those places that sound <clears throat> completely terrifying. Um, there it is. Um, so there's Czar, Abode of Forgotten Dreams, uh, the Spires of Infamous Thalarian, that Demon City of Thousand Wonders, the Adalon Lathai Reigns, the Charnel Gardens of Zura, Land of Pleasures Unattained, the Twin Headlands of Crystal, meaning with a resplendent arch, which guard the harbor of Sona Neal, Blessed Land of Clancy. I'm guessing it was Zura. Okay. Oh, fun fun fact. Uh, the the map of the world that they use and the original run of of Power Rangers or the Super Sentai. Um, it's actually actually a map of oh, the yeah. Dream, uh, Dreamlands. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can see it. That's why it doesn't look like anything like Earth. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's the Dreamlands. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Huh? You can see Gadoth on it. Oh, shit. Why didn't Carter just look at that map? God. <laughs> I know. If only, if only he knew Pandora. God. Carter. Or, or Rita. One day Carter just, like, looks at a map. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> There's just a dot. It's just this Gadoth in big red letters. What? It's not unknown? Fuck. <laughs> nope, it's just nobody uses maps in the dreamlands. Uh, well, they need to get up on that technology. We've had that for a while here. It's been pretty helpful. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we have all this shit we could do, like, uh, 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 like, we travel between dimensions. Uh, there's, like, all this cool, like, uh, architecture we could do. Maps, though. Just never figured them out. <laughs> And, like, people start drawing, and, like, we're just like, huh, that's weird. There's <laughs> no art in I the mean, They never thought of drawing It makes something. sense that there would be some kind of, like, bullshit <clears throat> rule, like, uh, you can never make a map of the dreamland for whatever reason. Or, like, oh, fuck. What if the second you made a map of the dreamland, everything changed? So everything would rearrange. So it wasn't accurate anymore. They're like, stop making maps. <laughs> well, like, well, because, like, you could technically make a new world if you're a powerful, I mean, a new nation if you're powerful in a It's true. Map. That is true. Because that's what the guy who was in Solifaris yeah, did. Yeah. He, he made Solifaris. Yeah, and Carter talks about he still rules over it. Well, it's probably because he died of an overdose in Innsmouth, but, you know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, first mention of Innsmouth. That's right. And then uh, that one guy in a. Ex Oblivion, I think he ran off a cliff. I thought he died of um of uh, heroin. Uh in Ex Oblivion or Selfaris? Oh, Ex Oblivion. Yeah. Oh, in Ex Oblivion he did. I think in Selfaris he ran off a cliff. Yeah, it was like <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you're just looking at the ocean, you're just like, yeet and just fly off. Something stuck in my teeth. Down through this verdant land, Carter walked at evening and saw twilight float up from the river to the marvelous golden spires of Thorn. <coughs> and just at the hour of dusk, he came to the southern gate and was stopped by a red robed sentry till he had told three dreams beyond belief and proved himself a dreamer worthy to walk up Thrawn's steep, mysterious streets and linger in bazaars where the wares of the ornate galleons were sold. 
Then to that incredible city he walked, through a wall so thick that the gate was tunneled, and thereafter amidst curved and un Okay. And thereafter amidst curved and undulant ways, winding deep and narrow between the heavenward towers. Light shone through grated and balconied windows, and the sound of lutes and pipes stole timid from inner courts, where marble fountains bubbled. Carter knew this way, and edged down through the darker streets to the river, where an old sea tavern he found, the captains and seamen, who had known in myriad other dreams. There he bought his passage to Selfars on a great green galleon, and there he stopped for the night after speaking gravely to the venerable cat of the inn, who blinked, dozing, before an enormous hearth and dreamed of old wars and forgotten gods. In the morning, Carter boarded the galleon bound for Selfars and sat at the prow as the ropes were cast off and the long sail down to the Serenarian Sea began. For many leagues, the banks were much as they were above Thran, with now and then a curious temple rising on the farther hills toward the right and a drowsy village on the shore, with steep red roofs and nets spread in the sun. Mindful of his search, Carter questioned all the mariners closely about those whom they had met in the taverns of Selifars, asking the names and ways of the strange men with long narrow eyes, long-lobed ears, and thin noses, and pointed chins, who came in dark ships from the north, and traded onyx for the curved and traded onyx for the carved jade and spun gold and little red-singing birds of Selifars. Of these men, sailors knew not much, save that they talked, but seldom had spread a kind of awe about them. Oh, I read that wrong. Save that they talked but seldom, and spread a kind of awe about them. Their land, very far away, was called Inganuk, and not many people cared to go thither, because it was a cold twilight land, and said to be close to unpleasant Lang. Although high, impassable mountains towered, on the side where Lang was thought to lie, so that none might say whether this evil plateau, with its horrible stone villages and unmentionable monastery, were really there, or whether the rumor, where only a fear that timid people felt in the night when those formidable barrier peaks loomed black against the rising moon. Certainly men reached Lang from very different oceans, of other boundaries of Inganic, those sailors had no notion, nor had they heard of the cold waste and unknown Kadath, save from vague, unplaced report, and of the marvelous sunset city which Carter sought. They knew nothing at all, so the traveler, so the traveler asked no more of far things, but bided his time till he might talk with those strange men from cold and twilight in Ganuk who are the seed of such gods as carve their features in Nagarak. Oh yeah, Lang is where um who we think is Haster might be. Oh, okay. I remember now cuz he's apparently in the monastery. Hmm. Oh, I finally got the thing out of my teeth. But yeah, I remember now in Lang there's a stone monastery where uh there's a priest all in yellow um with a yellow veiled face. Because uh, he's mentioned, I think, in Selfars. Yeah, yeah, he's going to Selfars right now, yeah. right? But, uh, no, I mean, the Haster, I think, is mentioned. 
or who we think is it's gotta be hester uh is it like yeah aren't they like the 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 like someone the in, king all in yellow like yeah the king in yeah, yellow yeah the king in yellow is hester yeah um yeah uh, so i mean there's not that many other people that listen yellow is not an easy color to pull off <laughs> and hester does it well <laughs> Okay, first off, as a person with brown skin, I pull off yellow, like especially like a like a earthy yellow. Oh really yeah, well. like an I do so. like ochre yellow. Like ochre yellow and pastel <laughs> yellow are really good. But like yeah, normal, like, like just bright yellow, not great. <laughs> Goldenrod is even fine. Yeah, goldenrod's like pretty goldenrod, good. Actually, it's just like highlighter yellow. Do not like it. No. Also, that also like super bright yellow. Yeah. Like scientifically makes you stub your toe and can be distracted a lot more. <laughs> that like, explains so much about Hester. Fucking asshole. That's why nobody goes to Lang. Which is why I'm gonna have a guest room that is only painted in yellow and like pink <laughs> oh green. God. I'm gonna cause. I'm gonna. That's gonna be like my power move. It's gonna have a real comfy bed oh, though. Okay. Everything okay. else is gonna be like bright yellow. As long as the as like long almost, as the furniture is comfy, I can deal with that. Well, there's going to also be a lot of furniture to stub your oh, toes no! on. <laughs> Jesse, why? Oh, because I want to do a power <laughs> move, and I, I think that's I the ultimate power move. <laughs> 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 I can only feel powerful in two ways, making people sad and making people stub their toes. <laughs> the two ultimate power moves. Late in the day, the galleon reached those bends of the river which traverse the perfumed jungles of Pled. Here, Carter wished he might disembark, for in those tropic tangles sleep wondrous palaces of ivory, where once dwelt fabulous monarchs of a land whose name is forgotten. Spells of the Elder Ones keep those places unharmed and undecayed, for it is written that there may be one day be need of them again. An elephant caravan- Why they they kick out all the gay gay rulers? (laughs) Rude! Homophobia! (laughs) And elephant caravans have glimpsed them from afar by moonlight, though none dares approach them closely because of the guardians to which their wholeness is due. But the ship swept on, and dusk hushed the hum of the day, and the first stars above blinked answers to the early fireflies on the banks as that jungle fell far behind, leaving only its fragrance as a memory that it had been. And although the night that galleon floated on past mysteries unseen and unsuspected, once lookout reported fires on the hills to the east, but the sleepy captain said that they had better not be looked at too much, since it was highly uncertain just who or what had lit them. Yeah, we were sh- Yeah, they might be too whatever, sexy. Shit's on fire all the time. Who gives shit? Yeah, like like someone is so hot there they actually cause fires so and like sick. what happens if you look at them? You might catch on fire. <laughs> you might be so horny you never could stop Just thinking about them. Spontaneously combust. It's absolutely terrifying. You'll be so horny you'll catch on fire. Oh, I understand the Catholic Church now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, no I don't fuck the Catholic Church. Child rape, rape the ball. That's oh. all they are. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was raised Lutheran, and they are no better. But man, fuck the Catholic Church. <sighs> In the morning, the river had broadened out greatly, and Carter saw by the houses 
along the banks that they were close to the vast trading city of... Uh, why? Alanith? Okay, we'll go with that. Unless the H is silent. What do you think, Jesse? Mm, I'm gonna go with Kalanith, or however you said it the first time. Okay. Um, in the morning, the river had broadened out greatly, and Carter saw by the houses along the banks that they were close to the vast trading city of Helanith on the Serenarian Sea. Here the walls are of rugged granite, and the houses peaked fantastic with beamed and plastered gables. The men of Helanith are more like those of the waking world than any others in Dreamland, so that the city was not sought except for barter, but it's prized for the solid work of its artisans. The wharves of Helanith are of oak, and there the galleon made fast while the captain traded in the taverns. Carter also went ashore and looked curiously upon the rutted streets where wooden ox carts lumbered and feverish merchants cried their wares vacuously in the bazaars. The sea taverns were all close to the wharves on cobbled lanes. Have they mentioned anything about uh, any of the any of the places in um Dream for I mean Quest for Iron on? Um, I don't think so. Hmm. Let me take a look real quick. I don't think they have. God, now I have to find Quest for Iron on. Oh, one fifty one. Let's see. Narthos, Zari, Ira. So Ira is where Ironon was supposed to be. Teleth. No, I don't think they've mentioned any of these. Athok. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, that's the name of a person. Carthian. Oh, Unai. I know Unai has been mentioned before. Oh, yeah, Unai was mentioned. Uh-huh. Not a whole lot, though. Nithra. Hmm. Yeah, not a whole lot. I mean, that might be a little bit later. Yeah, or it could just be far away from where uh, Carter is. Could be. I don't People- know. Maybe. Maybe you'll meet some of those uh, real Protestant people. Be like, you only stay here if you like work oh, or that's some right. shit like that. <laughs> you you only stay in that city if you like to work. It'll be like he'll he'll uh he'll go into Iro wherever that is. It'd be like it'd be like oh fuck that old man's walking into oh, some split wait, sand. No. <laughs> wait up! <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I remember because that like weird Calvinist city was like right next to Party City, and they hated each other. <laughs> you know that might have been actually based off of real That's, history. <laughs> that does uh, seem very because real. like not clo- not too far from Jamestown and stuff was like this city was just like yo, do you want to just like drink and fuck? Like you could <laughs> do that here, <laughs> and they hated oh, it. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, I like. <laughs> I need to get. I need to get the the name of it. But it was. It's a very good uh, story. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Ultano. Yeah, not a lot of places from here. Oh, Sarnath. That's right. Mm. Sarnath was uh was mentioned in the quest of Ironon. Yeah, but that. But that's also. That's also supposed to be like a dead zone that no yeah. one goes to because it's overran yeah, by it like says, it frog people. Says in quest of Ironon. Um, fuck, I just said it. Have gazed on the marsh where Sarnath once stood. And I think Sarnath being destroyed has been mentioned in this so far. Like, I'm pretty sure at the beginning he mentioned Sarnath, which is a ruin- as a ruined city. 
Also, the city in Polaris is destroyed by this time. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, timeline and stuff. Uh. Oh, must I? There we go. The sea taverns were all close to the wharves on cobbled lanes, salt with the spray of high tides, and all seemed exceedingly ancient with their low black beam ceilings and casements and of greenish bullseye panes. Ancient sailors in those taverns talked much of distant ports and told many stories of the curious men from Twilight Inganok, but had little to add to what seamen of the galleon had told. Then at last, after much unloading and loading, the ship set sail once more over the sunset sea, and the high walls and gables of Kalanith grew less as the grew less as the last golden light of the day lent them a wonder and beauty beyond any that men had given them. Two nights and two days the galleon sailed over the Serenarian Sea, sighting no land and speaking but one other vessel. Then, near sunset of the second day, there loomed up ahead a snowy peak of Aran, with its ginkgo trees swaying on the lower slopes. And Carter knew that they were come to the land of Uthnargai, in the marvelous city of Selifarth. Swiftly there came into sight the glittering minarets of that fabulous town, and the untarnished marble walls with their brand, and the untarnished marble walls with their bronze statues and the great stone bridge where Naraxa joins the sea. Then rose the green gentle hills behind the town, with their groves and gardens of asphodels and small shrines and cottages upon them. And far in the background, the purple ridge of the Tamarians, potent and mystical, behind which lay forbidden ways into the waking world and toward other regions of dream. So I think everywhere in the quest of Ironon is just a place where Carter hasn't been. Because, hmm. like, we've been to Silifaris and other stories before, but it sounds, like, really far away from Ulthar. Yeah. I would say he needs to, he needs to see that old man just, um... Just walking into the... <laughs> walking into the quicksand. I tried to help and be like, no, oh, no, <laughs> then they just describe this old man dying in front of them and anytime he tries to reach out he slaps his hand real hard (laughs) 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 it's just five pages five whole pages just be like this is every single time I try to look away this cat just slaps in my face and say no you gotta watch this (laughs) sorry just iron on saying fuck off (laughs) <laughs> it's really funny to me. <laughs> I don't know why. It just it really does something to me. Looking <laughs> ahead just to see if there's any mention. Any? I don't think so. I don't think they mention anything from Quest of Ironon. Mm. I'm thinking it's across a it's across an, another sea. Uh, well, you know he's he's been to the moon. Oh, in this, fuck! So, Who yeah. knows? <sighs> uh, okay. Some of which were from the marble cloud city of Seranian, that lies ethereal space beyond where sea meets the sky, and some of which were from more substantial ports on the ocean of dreamland. Among these, the steersman threaded his way up to the spice-fragrant wharves, 
where the galleon made fast in the dusk as the city's million lights began to twinkle out over the water. Ever new seemed this deathless city of vision, for here time has no power to tarnish or destroy, as it has always been, still, in the turquoise of Nath-Porthoth, in the eighty orchid wreath priests, are same who built it, builded it? What? Builded it. What? No. You can't do that. <laughs> and all of the made-up words it. that you have in this story. Builded it? Builded Builded it. it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say built it. Because I don't have the the I don't have I don't have the, the mental fortitude for that word today. <laughs> I can handle all the dumb dreamland names, but not builded it. <sighs> builded it. That better be a place. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the beautiful city of Builded It. <laughs> it it's got uh, it's a Home Depot. <laughs> it's a Home Depot and a Lowe's smashed together. <laughs> and the eighty orchid wreath priests, and the eighty orchid wreath priests, who are the same who built it ten thousand years ago. Shining still is the bronze of the great gates, nor are the onyx pavements ever worn or broken. And the great bronze statues on the walls look down on merchants and camel drivers, older than fable, yet without one gray hair on their forked beards. Carter did not at once seek out the temple or the palace or the citadel, but stayed by the seaward wall among traders and sailors. And when it was too late for rumors and legends to be sought out in an ancient tavern, he knew well, and rested with dreams of the gods on unknown Kadath, whom he sought, but was told that none were now in port, their galley had not their galley not being due from the north for full two weeks. He found, however, one Thorabonians Thorabonian? Yeah, we'll just go with that. He found, however, one Thorabonian sailor who had been to Ingunach and had worked with the onyx quarries of that twilight place. And the sailor said there was certainly a desert to the north of the peopled region, which everybody seemed to fear and shun. The Thorabonian opined that the, though he admitted there were other vague tales of evil presences and nameless sentinels, whether or not this could be the fabled waste Wherein unknown Kadath stands, he did not know. But it seemed unlikely that those presences and sentinels, if indeed truly existed, were stationed for naught. On the following day, Carter walked up the street of the pillars to the turquoise temple and talked with the high priest. Though Nathrothoth is chiefly worshipped in Selfaris, all the great ones are mentioned in diurnal prayers, and the priest was reasonably versed in their moods. Like Adel and distant Ulthar, he strongly advised against any attempt to see them, declaring that they are testy and capricious, and subject to strange protections from the mindless other gods from outside, whose sole messenger is the crawling chaos, Nyarlathotep. Their jealous hiding of the marvelous sunset city shewed clearly that they did not wish Carter to reach it, and it was doubtful how they would regard a guest whose object was to see them and plead before them. No man had ever found Kadoth in the past, and it might be just as well if none ever found it in the future. Such rumors 
were told about that onyx castle of the Great Ones were not by any means reassuring. Having thanked the orchid-crowned high priest, Carter left the temple and sought the bazaar of the sheep butchers, where the old chief of Celifar's cats dwelt sleek and contented. That gray and dignified being was sunning himself on the onyx pavement, an extended and languid paw as his collar approached. But when Carter repeated the passwords and introductions furnished by the old cat general of Ulthar, the furry patriarch became very cordial and communicative, and told much of the secret lore known to cats on the seaward slopes of Uthnargai. Best of all, he repeated several things told him furtively by the timid waterfront cats of Silifaris about the men of Ingunok. On those dark ships, no cat will go. Fuck, I love cats. I mean, cats. You know, oh, this. I mean, you know, we keep on getting dro- cat lore dropped, and, you know, it's, it's no fair. <sighs> more like... cat lore. HP, more cat Will we go back in time and bully HP? Ah, uh, cat lore. Just write me. Just, just write me a story about. I just cat want cat dimension. lore. Come on, give me the cat lore. Give me a six-page story about cat and cat land. I'm here for the cat lore and cat lore only. The, yeah, like Cthulhu's cool, but like I need the cat lore. It seems that these men have an aura not of Earth about them, though that is not the reason why no cat will sail on their ships. The reason is this: that Ingnark holds shadows which no cat can endure. So that in all the what? cold twilight realm, there is never a cheering purr or homely mew. This place is bullshit. I fucking that, hate it. What? Make those shadows cat friendly, you pieces of shit. I don't want to go to a place where cats can't be. It sounds stupid. It sounds dumb. Well, okay. If they could have, like, if they have possums, I guess they okay, be that's okay. Okay, that's Or, like, uh, or, uh, um, raccoons. Their little people hands and their little Raccoon. bayonet masks. Okay, I- I'd be okay with that, but I doubt that they would be able to stay in the shadows, too. <laughs> I don't know, they got those little people hands. There's not a lot that they can't do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know they could get sad. Oh, that's <laughs> Man, that, that video of that poor raccoon just trying to wash their- Oh, those cotton their, candy! Cotton candy! Ah! Apparently they learned that cotton candy wasn't washable what? after that. They, they got more yeah, after, but, but it's still it's like what a gut wrenching video. So sad. <laughs> it looks so sad. Because it's just it looks down on it and be like, what's going Why did on? I call my special treat. <sighs> I love raccoons. I used to not trust them yeah. because they're little people hands. Because I don't trust anything with people what? hands. I trust little rattos because little rat. Rats oh, rats are do very, have little people very, hands. I trust rats as well. They have. I trust. Yeah, I trust rats. Most a lot things with people hands, I do not trust. But rats and raccoons are cool in my book. By the way, that includes people yeah. as well. <laughs> people, with people with people hands. Get bah! the fuck out of here! I never want to see you. <laughs> okay. Uh, whether it be because of things filtering over the impassable peaks from hypothetical Lang. Or because of things filtering down from the chilly desert to the north, none may say. But it remains a fact that in down oh, but it remains a fact that in that far land there broods a hint of outer space which cats do not like, and to which they are more sensitive than men. Therefore, they will not go on the dark ships that seek the basalt quays of Ingunok. The old chief of the cats also told him where to find his friend. King Coronis, 
So, in Carter's later dreams, who in Carter's latter dreams had reigned alternately in the Rose Crystal Palace of the Seventy Delights at Silvaris, and in the turreted cloud castle of sky-floating Seranian. It seemed that he could no more find content in those places, but had formed a mighty longing for the English cliffs and downlands of his boyhood, where in little dreaming villages England's old songs hover at evening behind lattice windows, and where grey church towers peep lovely through the verdure of distant valleys. He could not go back to these things in the waking world, because his body was dead, but he had done the next best thing and dreamed a small tract of such countryside in the region east of the city, where meadows roll gracefully up the sea cliffs to the foot of the Tenarian hills. There he dwelt in a grey gothic manor house of stone looking on the sea, and tried to think it was ancient Trevor Towers, where he was born, and where thirteen generations of a four where thirteen generations of his forefathers had first seen the light. So they 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 just answer one of my questions. So, yeah, I had. you can dream up new places if you want to. No, you can not only dream up new places, but if you're dreaming when you die, you could just stay oh, in the dreamland. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, why don't they do that shit? Yeah, damn. Like like if you if you know about okay, first off, you're a dreamer. And you know this, you know, like, hey, if, I, if I'm sleeping, if I'm dreaming when I'm dying, like, just like, you know, shoot up some heroin before you, <laughs> like, go overdose. Well, there you, you know? go. <laughs> when you don't want to be in this world. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, when when this world is too painful, you know, just, you know. It's either that or you have to find that uh, shack by Kingsport. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Although, if you're a good enough dreamer, you could just make your own spot, the weak spot, it sounds oh, like, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, i just make it like my closet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, just be like, oh, fuck, I'm in the oh, dream Oh, shit. <laughs> like, you don't even need the oh, silver wait. key. I, like, I just wore like, your shirt. <laughs> this is okay, too, I guess. <laughs> and on the coast nearby, he had built a little Cornish fishing village with steep cobbled ways. Settling therein such people as had the most English faces, and seeking ever to teach them the dear remembered accents of old Cornwall fishers. And in a valley not far off, he had reared a great Norman abbey, whose tower he could see from his window, placing around it in the churchyard grey stones with the names of his ancestors carved thereon, and with a moss somewhat like old England's moss. For though Caranes was a monarch in the land of dream, with all imagined pomps and marvels, splendors and beauties, ecstasies and delights, novelties and excitements at his command, he would gladly have resigned forever the whole of his power and luxury and freedom for one blessed day as a simple boy in that pure and quiet England, that ancient beloved England, which had molded his being and of which he must always be immutably apart. So when Carter bade that old great chief of cats adieu, he did not seek the terraced palace of rose crystal, but walked out the eastern gate and across the daisied fields toward a peaked gable which he glimpsed through the oaks of a park sloping up to the sea cliffs. And in time he came to a great hedge and a gate with a little brick lodge. And when he rang the bell, there hobbled to admit him 
no Rhodes, an anointed lackey of the palace, but a small, stubbly old man in a smock who spoke as best he could in the quaint tones of far Cornwall. And Carter, wa- oh, so I'm sorry. I I don't think we had a single story that didn't have Gable Roofs in it. I know. Like, HP, I, I was just, I was, I was waiting for you to say it this time. For Gable Roofs. Like, he mentions them more than Cyclopean, which everyone is he, just like, oh, there's a thing that like, HP says all the time. Gable, <laughs> Gambrel, and Antediluvian buildings. Like, he just loves it. I, like, he even, he even likes pre-Antediluvian. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We need to, we need to, we need to, you know, get the word out that HP was horny for gabled roofs. He really liked architecture. He really did. <laughs> he just looked at roofs just, all the time and pictured what this. they were. <laughs> and Carter walked up the shady path between trees as near possible to England's trees and climbed the terraces among gardens set out in Queen Anne's time. At the door, flanked by stone cats in the old way, he was met by a whiskered butler in suitable livery and was presently taken to the library where Karane's Lord of Uthnargai and the sky around Saranian sat pensive in a chair by the window, looking on his little seacoast village and wishing that his old nurse would come in and scold him because he was not ready for that hateful lawn party at the vicar's and the carriage waiting with his mother nearly out of patience. Karanis, clad in a dressing gown of the sort favored by London tailors in his youth, rose eagerly to meet his guest. For the sight of an Anglo-Saxon, for the sight of an Anglo-Saxon from the waking world, was very dear to him. Even if it was a Saxon from Boston, Massachusetts, instead of from Cornwall, and for long they talked of old times, having much to say because both were old dreamers and well-versed in the wonders of incredible places. Karanes... So, so I, <laughs> yeah. I, like to, I like to think that he put in a lot of, uh, put in a lot of uh, personal ads, being like, uh, I would like a uh, white, straight-looking man. I want uh, him to look as plain as possible. Yeah, I want, I want everyone to think that if they gave him mayo, it'd be a little too spicy. <laughs> he, I, he like white bread, untoasted and unbuttered. You can be, you can be from America, but I will look down at you a Just little a bit. bit. But you're still above everybody else in the hierarchy. Plus, if you look Nordic. Oh fuck. Oh. <sighs> because part of that just felt like a really awkward like gay it really did damn (laughs) it's very specific mask for mask mask for mask for anglo-saxon wasp for wasp (laughs) god damn (sighs) okay indeed had been out beyond the stars in the ultimate void it was said to be the only one who would ever return sane from such a voyage. At length, Carter brought up the subject of his quest, and asked of his host those questions he had asked so many others. Karanes did not know where Kadoth was, or the marvelous Sunset City, but he did know that the Great Ones were very dangerous creatures to seek out, and that the other gods had strange ways of protecting them from impertinent curiosity. He had learned much of the other gods in distant parts of space, especially in that region where form does not exist, and colored gases study the innermost secrets 
The violet gas synecdoch. Yeah, I think that's as good as that's gonna get. The violet gas synecdoch had told him terrible things of the crawling chaos in Yarlathotep, and warned him never to approach the central void where the demon sultan, Azathoth, nods hungrily in the dark. Altogether, it was not well to meddle with the Elder Ones. If they persistently denied all access to the marvelous Sunset City, it were better not to seek that city. Karanes furthermore doubted whether his guest would profit aught by coming to the city even were he to gain it. He himself had dreamed of year he himself had dreamed and yearned long years for lovely Selfars in the land of Uthnargai, and for the freedom and color and high experience of life devoid of its chains, conventions and stupidities. But now that he has come into that city and that land and was the king thereof, he found the freedom and vividness all too soon worn out, and monotonous for want of linkage with anything firm in his feelings and memories. He was a king in Uthnargai, but found no meaning therein, and drooped always for the old familiar things of England that had shaped his youth. All his kingdom he would give for the sound of Cornish church bells over the downs, and all the thousand minarets of Silifaris for the steep homely roofs of the village near his home. So he told his guest, that the unknown sunset city might not hold quite the content he sought, and that perhaps it was better remain a glorious half-remembered dream. For he had visited Carter often in the old waking days, and knew well of the lovely New England slopes that had given him birth. At last, he was very certain. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go, go there. This, that stuff, that, <laughs> man, I'm trying to think of the Dewey Cox, uh, <laughs> yeah. <rock> hard thing. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Like you don't want to do this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh fuck! It'll make you. It'll make you happy and also like calm you down. Is there any side effects? No, it's just it just doesn't really. You can't even really get addicted to it. It's just there's nothing bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh shit! God, uh, no. Uh, the walk hard, doing Cox the walk hard. It's very good. good. It's a pretty good story. <laughs> it actually, you know, I kind of miss those mid two thousands comedies. Oh my god, that and like Talladega Nights. Like, Tal- yeah, like, like you know, you have to get through some uh, some um, of the ickier stuff. Step and Brothers. Whatnot, I like fucking the- love Step Brothers. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, dude, Blades of oh, Glory. Blades of Glory. It's pretty good. Oh. Oh man. We rewatched Step Brothers like I want to say last fall with a bunch of other people. It's it's still so funny. I would I would uh apparently the Eurovision, the Will Ferrell Eurovision thing, it feels a lot like yes. that mid 2000s yep. yeah. comedy. Mm-hmm. All right. This is our last paragraph for this this section. Yeah. At last he was certain the seeker would long only for early remembered scenes. The glow of Beacon Hill at evening, the tall steeples and winding hills of quaint Kingsport, and the hoary gambrel roofs of ancient and witch-haunted Arkham, and the blessed miles of meads and valleys where stone walls rambled and white farmhouse gables peeked out from bowers of verdure. These things he told Randolph Carter, but still the seeker held to his purpose, and in the end they parted each with his own conviction, and Carter went back through the bronze gate into Celifaris, and down the street to the pillars to this old seawall, 
where he talked more with the mariners of far parts and waited for the dark ship from cold and twilight in Ganak, whose strange-faced sailors and onyx traders had in them the blood of the Great Ones. And that's where we'll stop for this section. Whew, that was a lot. So, okay, a lot a, a lot happened in that. I know a lot happened in <laughs> Every parts, 10 pages, like, a lot happens. This thing is packed with story. <laughs> like, come on, Lovecraft. Just You could have done, like, 10 stories really, out of yeah. this. <laughs> like, and that's just all the ones that we've done yeah. so far. So, like, okay, so... Okay, he went he went back to the beginning. Yeah, he so he ended up having to escape out of the uh the the nether realm, out of that trap door uh into the enchanted wood. Yeah. And then there was a whole cat well prevented a cat war a well, war on the cats that was prevented by Lovecraft well by uh Carter being like, Yo, these guys are gonna try to sneak up on you. You wanna like sneak up yeah. on first? You want to oh. do some sneaky sneaks first? And they they stole a kid or two kids. Uh, they the stole Zooks. four, four children. Four kids of the Zig Zoogs. Um, and he then... went on a lovely stroll through some next to a nice river, and then he yeah. went on he went on a lovely boat ride, and then now he's in Selfaris, and he met uh the the guy from Selfaris. Uh, he's like, "Yo, how's it going, dude?" He's like, I miss England. He's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I I feel like, and holy fuck, I forgot to take my meds. Oh, okay. shit. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. So I feel like with confirmation that you could be in the, if you're dying oh, when you're yeah, in the dreamlands, you could just be so, there forever. Yeah. Now we have confirmation um, that if you die while you're dreaming, you will stay in the dreamland. Which is, you know. That's a plan C. There you C. go. Also, yeah. that if you're sure. a strong enough dreamer, you can just dream up whatever you want. Except people, apparently, yeah, you can't dream up people. I just dream up, dream up a whole little. I just dream up uh, like a room with a good gaming PC. <laughs> there you go. I just dream up a, a house with like a patio. Yeah, and then like with some catnip, and be like, hey. And then I get be like I get one of the cats and be like, "Yo, teach me how to speak your language, please." Please teach me, teach me how to cat. <laughs> and then you can. Oh, could I, could I dream myself into being a cat? Oh in the fuck! Dream I mean, world? Pikmin became a ghoul. Yeah, but that's something that you can become as a human. I don't know if you can become a cat. You never know. Because <laughs> ghouls are humans. You never know. Maybe it's mm. possible. Maybe if you spend enough time in the dreamland, so you can become a cat. I'll, I'll dream up a, a doorway to the cat dimension, and then they'll be like, what the so fuck are you like, doing? Don't worry, like, I brought snacks. Calm down. <laughs> calm, mm, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. I have snacks. You, you also. just shake the Temptations like, treat big. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, I'll be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, come on. I'm just a guy. I'm, I'm just a little, little guy. guy. Come, come on. on. You're, gonna, you're not going to hit a guy <laughs> on his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> is it is your birthday it, every, every day. day in the dreamland it's my fucking birthday <laughs> so you can't hit i feel me. like i feel like the ultimate way to to show up at the at the cat at the cat dimension is just to shake some temptations <laughs> treats in a bag at least from my experience cats go fucking nuts over those yeah Dick, i i i Train deck started. Let me just hold the hold of her like a baby for an extended amount of times because I used to feed him temptations. Only when all, I held all up. of our cats, which like 
a couple of our cats are really picky about treats. All of our cats love Temptations. Love them. And doesn't matter the flavor, yeah. they'll eat all. There's like a milk flavor that I was like, eh, the cats aren't gonna like this. Nope, fucking chomp those down. No problem. Yeah. But yeah, just bring, just bring some uh, Temptations when you go into the dream world. <laughs> Be friends with the cats. Yeah, forever. also... Also, make sure, make sure, like they got you on like some of that good, on some of that good, good, uh, before before you die. Be like, yo, give me some Ambien <laughs> before I die. <laughs> you just spend your last moments like alive, like <laughs> at your neighbor's house watering their flowers, and then you just drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what's going on? Be like something about solid. Forest or something? I don't know. He said he's gonna go to the cat dimension <laughs> and feed the treats. I uh, my, a family <clears throat> friend of ours. Her dad was on Ambien when it was first being like prescribed, and he woke up under the neighbor's piano one day. <laughs> he, he had no idea how he got there. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit!" And he like ran out of the house before any of them woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm I'm gonna just oh, You just man. wander into Walmart I'm gonna just... <laughs> and get on an exercise bike. <laughs> like what is happening? I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna like uh I'm just gonna search up drugs that make you dream real oh, hard. Uh mugwort, there you go. <laughs> you could just get yeah. that. That's not even a drug. Melatonin. Oh boy. Yeah. Have you ever taken melatonin before? I've taken so much of it, it doesn't work oh, on me Oh, god damn anymore. it. I've yeah. taken it a lot, like, multiple times. But, like, three times out of those multiple times, I have had melatonin-induced hallucinations, and they were buck-wild, let me tell you. I, I have, I have like, brain damage. Where, oh, right, uh, you don't produce enough, you don't produce enough melatonin. I, no, I don't. So, no, no, so no matter how much I take, it's just like, uh, it, it, my brain's just like, yeah, Nate, cool. And then I either pass out or I stay up for oh, the next day. Terrifying. It's wonderful. I don't like that. Yeah, it's so good. I my brain is so fucked up. So hardly, it's so fucked up. See, the couple why? times I why? have, I have had a melatonin induced hallucination. It's because I took it. Then I got really anxious for whatever reason. I don't even remember. And I stayed up, and that's when I had my uh, hallucinations. Uh, two of them were spider-related. <laughs> Not hmm. great. Uh, and the other one, I thought somebody was hiding behind my TV, but I couldn't figure out how to catch them. It it wasn't pleasant. Let's just say that. Well, okay. Well, I mean, have you checked? There's nobody behind <laughs> I there. Read the Gigi Ito, I read the Gigi Ito uh, short story recently where there's a guy oh, in that God. chair. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just, just, I was just like, my, have you checked your yeah, mattress? Yeah, just pull apart my TV, um, see if there's somebody in there. It's only a, it's only 22 watching, inches, but you never know. You're watching TV and just like, randomly see some eyes really clearly where they're supposed to be like, whoa, what the fuck? Whoa, whoa. Then, when you pick up your TV, there's, there's a hole where a guy <laughs> just put his head in. <laughs> This whole time, like, it's been very obviously visible in the display case that, like, my TV sitting on. Like, how did I not notice? <laughs> Are you the one who keeps y'all eating all my fucking t t Tootsie Rolls? 
I will fight you. Uh, <laughs> you're just like, why is my croco oh. nanas in different positions yeah. each night? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Who's been using my frog purse? You bastard. There's more money in this than there was yesterday. I guess I'm okay with it, but like, that's weird. Uh, rip to that to the lady writer in that story, but I'm different. <laughs> I would just, if somebody <laughs> lived in my chair, I would just beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> oh, okay. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> guess who's going, guess who's going to the dump, and guess who I'm watching getting crushed in the compactor. <laughs> what if he comes back and be like, it's rude to crush people? <laughs> well, then he deserves to live in my chair at that point. <laughs> Like, oh, you survived that? Uh, you know what? You can stay. What, what if it wasn't a guy? It was that. It was that shark. With legs. <laughs> <laughs> the shark with legs is living in I, your chair. You know what? I'd be fine with that. I would not complain, even a little bit. Like it's oh, one thing if it's God. a dude, I will beat the fuck out of him. If it's sharks with legs, that's fine. Well, what else are you gonna I'll, do with it? I mean, it can run I'll, pretty I'll fast. I'll get an extra like uh, bowl of Cheetos every time I sit down, so that they can have some too. <laughs> we could just hang out. It'll be lovely. If it's a dude, though, yeah, I'm throwing that shit in the compactor. <laughs> like, how did they not know? Like, <laughs> when he stabbed her husband, how did they not? <laughs> like, it's pretty obviously there's a dude in there at that point. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I, I'm gonna be getting the, uh, oh my god, I always forget his name, that, I'm gonna be getting the, a uh, manga adaptation of the Hound, oh, yes. the Temple, and the, Yeah, um, that did, uh, Color of Space. Yeah. Yeah, that, that guy. I'm gonna be getting, I'm gonna be getting the hardback oh, cover of those. Yeah. Um, be, and I'm gonna get both volumes of In the Mountains of oh, Madness. Sounds rad as hell. But that's gonna be my next thing. Cool. Cause I, I, you know, I treated All myself. Right. All right, we should probably end this. Uh, yeah. Well, that was yeah. fun. Uh, at least we had some like kind of downtime. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I feel like the next one is. I think I really do feel like the next one is just going to be like, oh fuck, there's a skeleton floating on this quicksand. What happened? And then it's this asshole over me, like, yeah, some fucking dumbass, like, told me, yeah, I'm a fairy prince. And I was like, and I told him he was, was a like, idiot. Fuck, no, you're not. <laughs> Damn. And then it's just like, and then it just aged and then walked into the quicksand. I was just like, no, stop it. <laughs> oh, no, but like, not that. Every time I tried to help him, he just slapped my hand. <laughs> he was like, fuck off. He took so, he took so long to sink. <laughs> I don't think he realized. He kept on asking for I more rocks. I don't think rocks. he realized it takes like twenty minutes to see in quicksand. <laughs> so I gave up like a piece of my sandwich, and we just hung out for a little bit. Oh, I hope. I feel like you sure. Like I'm sorry, but like this is kind of an overreaction. Like no, no shut fuck the fuck you. up. And they kept on throwing rocks at me. <laughs> The rocks he just asked me oh, for. <laughs> oh man, I do. I I I'm cut. I am like kind of sad that there is no quest of iron on. Now that you pointed that out in this. Well, I mean, they, there might there still could, be. There's still you know? a fuck ton of story left. <laughs> yeah, we're on part four. We still have like twenty pages. We, we're on four 
we still have four more parts. What? Is this a third one? Are we only at the third part? Uh, so it ends on one sec. 489, and we are currently on 449. What the fuck, Faith? There's so much more story. So yeah, I guess Iridon could pop up. I, okay. Real, I, I don't I don't know what else he could real, do. He's done everything. Talk, I kind of hope that uh, Haster shows up. That he has yeah, to go to Lang and be like, hey, you there. And then he stubs his toe and he's like, fuck out. <laughs> okay, okay, get this. You know, I normally complain about like a like a thirty minute CGI battle at the end of a story, but like, what if that was with, with like Nola? <laughs> <laughs> thirty minute CGI <laughs> battle, Fiolatha tip. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, we should probably. Well, that was this, fun. So. Um, do you have anything to plug, Jesse? Yeah, I, I talk about Marvel characters at um. Alphabet flight. Alphabet uh, alphabet flight. Yeah. That- Look up that one that flight. you do, Alphabet Flight. And the one that I've done for like six it's, years it's a, now. It's fun. It's a fun podcast. Yeah, I, I do a lot of it. It's, it's pretty good. And I can already tell I can already tell you the next season it's gonna oh, be a lot shit. better. Again, the 89 <laughs> update though, like that's not your fault. It kinda it kinda sucks. I'm gonna be honest, it kinda it's not sucks. A, it's apparently not a great uh um era <laughs> in Marvel. Not great. Um, no, I'm not saying it's not a great era in Marvel. It's just like the 89 update kind of yeah, sucks. Not super fun. Um, I uh, I'm going to plug my YouTube channel. It's called Big Spooky Sweaters. Just YouTube.com/slash/BigSpookySweaters, where I read spooky stories. So if you like me reading spooky stories on here, go there for more me reading spooky stories. Yeah. Go check it out. Do, 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 messenger. There we go. All right. This has been Over in Smith. And remember, you are an irreplaceable gash in the fabric of reality. Your keating static hell is like no other. And if it faded from the abyss, the void that would remain would be unfillable. And the mansions of silence would forever fill with our lament. All right. Bye. Bye.